center. Going back, Kane at the wall. And it's good! Oh! 0-1, Solano pops it up. Short right, out goes Trey Turner. And he gives way to Mookie Betts, who makes the catch. The Dodgers win 7-2, setting up Thursday night in San Francisco. It will be a one-game season between the Dodgers and Giants. Back to even strength. Don score. Done. Walking in. Shot. Glove save. Loose score! Ryan Donato has the first goal in Seattle, cracking history. Hey, it's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, JP producing for us today back east. Our buddy Chris Pavona, he'll be back with us again tomorrow. And we're excited to talk about all things going on. Brian Blessing with Stevie Slapshot. Hockey started last night, so we're all jacked about that. But baseball, the Braves go deep. They go yard on the best reliever in the game, Atlanta. Look at Atlanta go. Dodgers, Giants, this is going to be something wild, and we know it's going to be Boston and Houston. Walking well, out the door yesterday, I needed the uh, total was eight and a half, and it was seven one in the ninth. I get home, and I need a run. I'm like, well, they basically, you know, Milwaukee packed it in, and Altuve comes up and hits a three run shot. And I'm looking, I go, well, is he wearing a button? No, you're not. <laughs> no, he looks good. No, the baseball's been wild. Oh, it's been fantastic. Uh, here are the Braves, the, the least amount of wins in the in the playoffs, and they're moving on to the uh, championship series in the National League. And then uh, Giants-Dodgers, the, the classic rivalry. And I, I'm, I'm already I'm going to play the under on uh, tomorrow night's game. Now, Urias and, uh, and Webb have Really pitched some good ball, uh, so I, I I like the under. I don't. I'm not going to take a side. It's it's probably going to be you know low scoring, late inning, uh, you know ending to that game. It's a it's kind of a coin flip. I I got to take a little swing with the Giants here. They've been able to deal with. I mean the Dodgers have bad class. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. But boy, Webb has been just. He's been fantastic. So good. And yeah. oh, by the way. It's not a little thing. Webb can hit. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's I, an added. I mean, the guy yeah. A's pitching great, but once or twice during, you know, if, if he goes deep, he can either extend or start an inning to get to the top of the order. Yeah. It's not an automatic out. No, he's just a good athlete. He was a high school quarterback. I, I believe he was recruited to, to play college football. Um, yeah, so, but but don't. Don't discount Urias here. He no, he's a good pitcher. Don't also. discount the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, back class means yeah. something. And I'm 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 rooting for the Giants, but I, I just I really think it's going to be one of those tight, low scoring, classic, you know, late inning, you know, game five of a best of five uh, scores. So I'm going to have the under. I just think it's a low scoring game there. What a great time of year. We'll get to this a little bit later on. Maybe you know devote a segment to the hockey 
in like a season preview kind of thing, and, and there are more games tonight. Uh, so the NHL got underway last night. Pittsburgh walloped Tampa Bay. Pretty impressive, actually. Without Crosby and Gensel. Listen, this is a sports betting show. Okay. I didn't do it, and I, I am literally kicking myself. I already know where you're going, then you're I, right. I am kicking myself because I had done it in past years, and ceremony games in hockey, are the, it's the gift that God <laughs> keeps giving us. They raised that Stanley Cup banner. Pittsburgh stepped on their neck. Yeah. After the game, John Cooper says, Pittsburgh came here to win a hockey game. We came here to watch a banner get raised. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, those ceremonies are a train wreck. And I, at the very least, I should have taken Pittsburgh in the first period. Right. You know, but. Yeah, you're right. When you started talking there, I just I thought I, the same I didn't thing. do it. I, I, for, I, I completely forgot. No, I knew. Yeah. I just I, there's something telling me. Well, because Pittsburgh was so undermanned. It was Wilkesbury playing. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't Crosby and Malkin. It was Wilkesbury. You're right. Wilkesbury murdered Tampa <laughs> Bay. I, I'm serious. You're that's right. the only reason I didn't do it because yeah. Pittsburgh was so undermanned. But then this is another thing we got to be very cognizant of. I, we get into this, but you know, we'll, a little more later. Chuck Esposito going to join us in the next segment. This COVID thing, you got to watch. Just because somebody's in COVID protocol doesn't mean they won't play. Right. Now McKinnon's not playing the night, but Seattle had four guys test negative the morning of the game. They throw them on a private plane, and they showed up and played great. Yeah, they did. So injury boy, you got some work ahead of you this year. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank hey, you for that. I'm going to the keys on again. <laughs> Chuck Esposito's coming up next. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Series 204, all along the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Tag me to Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stephen Slapshot. Chuck Esposito for joining us from Red Rock Station Casinos, the STN mobile app, up to a $500 sign-up. But coming to Vegas, get your meat hooks on a mobile app. It'll make your life a lot more enjoyable. We have a short segment with Chuck, and I just wanted to get to our good friend, and I'm I'm really happy for you, Chuck, because I listen, these guys, they work their bunions off all year long. But man alive, my friend, you had a boys' week with your son. Went to the Raiders game, saw your Bears, and went to opening night of the NHL uh season last night at T Mobile Arena. Good for you, buddy. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Thanks. First, it's good to be on with you guys. And I told my son that I said, you're, you're a lucky kid. He said, you're a lucky dad. I said, you're absolutely right. I am that, uh, that he wanted to go with me and uh, we had a great time and it really was, uh, really was a lot of fun. We, you know, it's a huge bonding that we do is being sports fans and go to a lot of games and watch games and have fun in fantasy football and stuff. So it's uh, it was a pretty cool experience at, at, at both stadiums. Hey, you were there and up close and personal. I, we're going to do a little more on the hockey uh, later in the show. But it, 
kind of hit me like an anvil last night watching that game. Seattle looked good. And, you know, what Vegas did was a Hollywood movie. I mean, that will never, well, never say never, I guess, but it, it likely will never be repeated. But it dawned on me watching that game last night, just like Vegas, like none of these guys, for the most part on Seattle, are household names or high-end guys uh, that they acquired through the expansion draft. But they were, if you draft wisely, you're getting guys that were buried on good teams that now get a chance to take it to the next level with ice time and the guys they're surrounded by. But on top of that, Chuck, the way they set the rules up, this is a hockey team. I don't know about expansion team. I mean this sincerely because if they're drafting, we got size here, we've got speed here. We, you know, they, they can, if they know what they're doing, the rules are in place to put in a competitive team on the ice. They look good. Yeah, they, they did. Be I think it was kind of, um, you know, I thought they were really competitive early, and especially on the offensive side of it. Um, you know, I, I thought if you had to. Uh, to look at their roster and say, I, I thought defensively on the back end, maybe not quite as strong. Um, and I think once VGK got up 3 nothing, even the crowd um, kind of got out of it a little bit. I think the expectation level was, you know, hey, we're, they're, they're in our barn. It's, you know, opening night. It's full, sta- you know, full stadium. Um, everything they did there was, you know, crazy, over-the-top, Vegas-esque, uh, fun um, and I think we kind of let them back in. Um, not saying that they won't be a really good and competitive team, and I think in that division, after Vegas and Edmonton, there's a huge drop-off, and you have to feel that uh, Seattle's right in that mix. Um, but, uh, but I think we kind of let them back in a little bit. And, again, I, I think the energy in, in, the, in T-Mobile last night after we got up 3-0 was out of the building until it was 3-2. Um, I, I think Vegas did a better job of, you know, what, when they, when they kind of first filled their roster – I think that uh, this team in, in Seattle left a lot of good players that they could have potentially grabbed and didn't. I think their approach is just totally different right now uh, than what Vegas's was, in my opinion. Yeah, no, they're looking long haul, but they're they're competitive. I think this year, and they got a goalie. I mean, Grubauer played very well. Hey, I got to ask you. I wanted to get the update because this has always been just kind of eye popping information when we hear it, and there were some big boy upsets last week. The last man standing contest at Station Casinos on the college and the NFL front. Chuck, usually you you keep telling us week after week how it's just getting whittled down. What's the update? It it continues, boys. Uh, The pro guaranteed again 150, started with 62-41. There is just 160 contestants left. And the college guaranteed 100. It started at 30-75. There are 54 lucky contestants left. So, uh, college wow. dropped uh, more than 50%. Pro, not quite 50% for the first time. Um, but, uh, you know, these have really dwindled down kind of quickly, uh, quicker than what I've seen in the past. I mean, the fact that we're, uh, you know, only five weeks in and there is less than, you know, uh, only 160 and less than 55 people left in the college. I mean, it is really taking a hit early. I don't have – do you have an explanation for this, Chuck? I mean, I, I don't know that the football games are – you know, we've had wacky results necessarily. I, I, I just – this has never happened before with your contest. I think, Stevie, that there's a lot more parity in the collegiate level. I think, you know, this year we, we've seen it as well, um, which has affected it. And I think in the pros, you look at the first four weeks – 
and more underdogs cover the point spread than favorites. This was the first week that favorites covered, and you had you know two heavily bet teams like the uh, um, you know the, the Panthers against in, in that game against the Eagles, and you had the uh, uh, the Bears against the Raiders. Um, you had two favorites not cover. You had the the Ravens not cover on on Monday night, and it seems like some of the bigger favorites, Tampa, a few weeks ago against New England, some of the bigger favorites haven't gotten there, and I think that becomes kind of heavy choices sometimes uh, in a contest such as this, and I think that's why um, you know you've seen these numbers kind of dwindle down so much. That's my opinion. Um, other people could you'd have a different one, but I think it's the parity in college and just the fact that uh, some of the bigger games, you, you've seen upsets uh, on a weekly basis in, in pro football. Chuck, tomorrow night we get the Dodgers and the Giants. Pretty doggone close to a pick em game. Uh, Urias against Webb. It's going to be terrific. Can't wait to see that. How has the baseball handle been here in the postseason? Baseball handle's been really good, guys. I would say from the guest side of it, they've done well. With you know, I know it's not quite the zigzag theory that you see in um, in pro basketball that we've talked about so many times before. But kind of you know the team that lost game one coming back on the team that won the second game, and I think overall you know baseball as a whole this year uh, has been really good for the betters. It's always been our lowest hold sport, and I think you know Stevie and I talked about this off air. Hey, for teams that won 107 and 106 games, you don't want this to end before a game five. This easily could could have been these two teams could have played, you know, in a in a summer classic. I mean, that's how good these two teams are. Hey, it's game five, like you said, near a pick'em game. Um, and we're gonna have a huge handle on it. And yay, baseball, yay, sportsbook. This is what we all want to see. Urias and Webb, um, you know, on Thursday night going head to head with Thursday night football. Uh, pretty cool from our end of it. Yeah, you and Brian both mentioned how, how good these two pitchers are. I'm, I'm looking at the under in this contest. What, what about the Braves, uh, the, the, the lowest win total coming into the playoffs, and they're moving on to the NLCS now, Chuck? You know, they're, they're a well-balanced team. They, they play, I think, a little bit more small ball than the rest of the teams do, and I'm not surprised that they moved on, Stevie. Milwaukee just can't score. Um, you know, I, I thought they kind of limped into the playoffs somewhat, but offensively, their big guns just did not deliver. Um, I like their pitching staff coming in, but if you can't score and you look at, you know, what they were with runners in scoring position and how many games they were able to score over two runs, it's not surprising. I mean, you think of Atlanta that they're able to do this without Acuna, uh, put him in that mix and how good they might be. They're going to be an underdog to, of course, either one of these two teams that wins from the National League West. Uh, but they're still a fun team. They play small ball. Uh, I like the way that they play. They've got speed. They can play some defense. Um, but, again, not surprised that they moved on against Milwaukee. And Milwaukee just could not hit in that series, guys. Buddy, it's unbelievable. I mean, week six NFL, halfway point of the college football season. Hockey starting. Hoops not far behind. Great time of year. A lot of cool stuff going on. It is, guys, and it's such a great time to get signed up for the STN mobile app. We still have up to that $500 bonus going on. You know, you can sign up at any of our properties, uh, the El Cortez, our Wildfire Gaming properties. It really does bring the sportsbook to you. Love it when the guests come out and experience everything we have to offer, but especially now as we're getting closer and closer to holiday season and all these different sports starting, it's a great time to have STN Sports. Chuck, will track you down on Friday, racing towards the weekend. Thanks for jumping on, bud. Have a great day. 
All right, guys, you too. Thank you. Coming right back to Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Series 204 of the Sportsbook Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. College and NFL with Mark in hour number two joins us every Wednesday. Brian Blessing, follow me on Twitter, Brian Blessing, follow Stevie at Stevie Slapshot. JP's producing for us today. We appreciate that. So let's go back to the Gruden thing okay. for just a bit. There's no defending the indefensible, right? So Correct. Let, let's put the put that aside. The caveat out there, right? All right, there's a football game going to be played this week. We'll get to that in a second, how this all trickles down into on the field. Clearly, Gruden knew there was a lot more coming. This is probably the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. I think that's a fair assumption. Yep. The irony of ironies, though, and we touched on this yesterday, and again, you got to, you can't, do this stuff, you know, the, it'll come back to haunt you. It did. It, it was wrong. It was, I'm not saying it's, it's wrong. The NFL's looking at Washington, right? Yes. And all of a sudden, this thing boomerangs back, and Gruden is the one that the anvil falls out of the sky and hits in the head. Now, Daniel Snyder, I believe, paid a $10 million fine at one point. But they got they better, you've got to believe they got to keep digging here on this Washington thing because the impetus for this whole thing was what was going on in the administrative offices of the Washington, at the time, the Redskins, now the Correct. Washington football team. At right. the time, it was the Redskins. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, we always said this. Listen, the NFL's long had a stone in their shoe for anything Al Davis and the Raiders. And so this comes back. And again, it's out there. But the odd dynamic of this, and there are stories on Yahoo's homepage. We talked about this yesterday. We've seen enough Oliver Stone movies, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about this yesterday. It was a front-page article on Yahoo.com today that how'd this get out? You know what I mean? And it's like the league had talked to Mark Davis about it and wanted him to do something disciplinary against Gruden. He didn't. So then they all of a sudden, here comes more stuff. Right. And it literally forced their hand. I mean, it, it likely would have happened, and I think Gruden – reading between the lines or the tea leaves or whatever, knows there's a lot more. And, and the, I'm sure the league said him, there's a lot more, and this is not going to end. And so, but again, 
The story in Yahoo, what's really interesting, is the guy he was insulting for the NHLPA was instrumental in the labor agreement and labor peace with the league and the NFLPA. Right. They want this guy in because they've got a good relationship for labor peace. It's like, Okay. At the end of the day, Gruden's paying for what he said or wrote down. But the NFL also has an agenda here. Correct. And this all started with looking at Washington. So there's more than one agenda for the NFL. Gruden took shots at uh, the commissioner, Goodell, right? So now Goodell has a stone in his shoe over this thing. The NFL has a whole, has always had a stone in its shoe for the Raiders, be it Oakland, Los Angeles, Vegas, wherever they reside, because of what Al Davis did. By the way, not this guy, Demora Smith. Demora Smith, yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, when 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 the feds turned that up and and you know let it be known to the NFL, there are entities in the NFL that want want a piece of the Raiders, and they got a piece now. But they've got to really keep digging on the Washington front. They are going to keep digging. They get, how, how can the end result of what you were looking at be, yeah, you know, the, the Raiders got driven off a cliff. Yeah, so on both fronts, I, I, I read, and I forget who sent the tweet, if it was, it might have been Schefter, I'm not sure, one of, one of those kind of guys, sent out that, not only will they continue digging on the Washington football team. So they better do something. All right. They are also going to keep digging to see what else they might find about other teams, not just the Raiders. What what else might be there in regards to other teams? So Pandora's box has it's been open. Wide open. Wide open. All right. Anyway, just the subplots to all this. I mean, yesterday we said – uh, you know, where did where did this come from? How'd that get out? And it was the, the NFL was pushing the Raiders to do something disciplinary. Davis didn't. Here's more. And then all of a sudden they have the meeting and, and Gruden resigned. So and then they are fans of Demora Smith because they have a workable agreement with him for labor peace. So at the end of the day, they're keeping him happy. I mean, what's right is right. Correct. But don't kid yourself, right? <laughs> there are tentacles to this, and is the up. point, right? Sure. All right. There always are. It's not as black and white as you think these things there are. There are these funny things that are rectangular, and they're green, and they have numbers on them. That that drives everything, Brian. It drives everything. And pictures of people. And pictures it? of people. And buildings yeah. on the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think... I think I knew what you're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, I, and I wonder, this completely aside, I wonder if this doesn't actually, weirdly, maybe be beneficial for the Raiders. I, I have to imagine Gruden being who we found out he is now, that there aren't members of that Raiders team that really didn't like playing for him. So maybe they play better now with him gone. And then 
it, this is just my opinion, and I, you know, I, I might be the only guy that feels this way. I didn't think Gruden's play calling was all that great in his time here with the Raiders. So now, horrific against the Bears. So now you have the offensive coordinator making the calls, the defensive coordinator making the, the defensive calls. M- maybe this, the, maybe the Raiders actually play better with, with, with him gone. Well, that's a game we're watching. Raiders at Denver. Denver's laying three and a half, 44 and a half. Do we have the same approach here that we had for the Jags at Tennessee last week after the Urban Meyer thing? Right. Let's watch these guys. Yeah. Are they going to run for the bus? Right. That that Exactly. I'll be watching now, to see how they play. Because Carr's really close to Gruden. True. More than the running for the bus thing, are they a disjointed mess? It's possible. Or are the Raiders, do the Raiders turn into the Raiders and embrace the us against the world? Because they've always been that. Yeah, that's also a possibility. All of these are in play. So, so yes, as I was curious to see how Jacksonville would react to uh, the Urban Meyer fiasco, I will now be curious to see how uh, the Raiders react uh, to what has happened to their head coach. And it's ironic, is it not, that Raiders playing the Broncos, and what a difference three weeks makes. These teams are 3-0. and life, life is rosy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Denver loses two in a row. Raiders lose two in a row and lose their head coach. Yeah. Well, look, look at the NFC West and what we thought that was going to be, right? And now... It, it, it's the Rams and Arizona, and that's it. San Fran, I'm sorry, San Francisco and Seattle, their, their season's already over. I'm sorry, it's over. And, and, and we thought that that would be a four-team dogfight. Oh, injuries can just, yeah, it changes on a, on a dime. But, yes. But you're right, two weeks ago, oh, man, look at the NFC West, best division in football. Mm. Not so much. I mean, Ram, so Rams Cardinals as of today. Yeah, yeah. Seattle's got to try to stay afloat, but with the injuries in terms of, you know, being this power broker and home field advantage and things like that, you know, you're running uphill. Yeah, a lot of these divisions, it's it's already one team. It's it's Dallas in the NFC West. Tennessee is clearly the class of that division. Um. You could honestly, you could make a case. I think Baltimore's been really lucky. I mean, come on, really lucky. Lucked out against the Raiders. Lucked out against the Lions. Lucked out. I mean, yes, they came back. I mean, you give them credit, but I think it was as much Indy going to a prevent defense and taking their foot off the pedal. But at the end of the day, the Ravens are four and one. Now, maybe they get there now. And they had all those injuries at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. So you give them that. Mm-hmm. Jackson running around making plays. But let me tell you something. Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh's a work in progress, but mm-hmm. there's still bad class there. And Cincinnati ain't no ham sandwich. No. There's some interesting things with Cincinnati and, and Cleveland coming up here. Burrow for Cincinnati has that throat injury. How's that going to affect signal calling this week? That, will they Brady, do a lot of Brady sight? couldn't talk walking up to the – game in New England. Okay. I don't know. Although of hand signals. It'll be hard. It, it'll be different. You I might, mean, snap count, he'd be clapping his hands. You, it, might, it, you, might, you might see some penalties taken because of it. 
Might affect the game. Well, the center better be the quarterback whisperer. Coming back on Vegas Sports Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Diabetes test. We're your home for the winning edge. This is the SportsGrid Radio Network. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Grubauer slapping the stick, letting his teammates know that here comes Wyckoff back on the ice. Back to even strength. Don score. Don walking in. Shot. Glove save. Loose score! Ryan Donato has the first goal in Seattle cracking history. And it's a 3-1 game. Expansion team to play more minutes, to have a bigger role. And he's done really good here in game one. Stone. Stevenson is in the net. It's a good goal. One of your axioms, Brian, you have always said when the power play ends, it's not really over yet. That's right. Basically, it was a power play goal. Right. And, okay, you're watching that game last night. Come on. The the Golden Knights game-winning goal was kicked into the net. Yeah. Now, generally, a kicking motion, it would be the inside of a skate you're kicking forward. So, yes, that didn't happen. They ended up calling it a redirect because it hit the outside of Stevenson's skate. But that being said, he saw it and jabbed his right foot forward. It hit the outside of his skate. And I don't care what anybody wants to say, that was a kicking motion. Sure looked like it. And they reviewed it, and it stood on... I was surprised. Yeah, he he had to turn his heel toward the goal to get the puck to deflect in the correct direction. So it's, it's one thing if you're trying to stop, like if you're sliding and right. you're putting the brakes on, and the skates are digging in, and even if you're going towards the net, you're trying to stop, and it hits your skate, it goes in. It's not what happened. He he thrust his right leg forward towards the net, Mm -hmm. and it hit the outside of his skate. And I thought it was pretty conclusive. Yeah. Again, he he had to – he saw it was going to hit his skate blade. He had to, again, push the heel out to get it to deflect correctly into the goal. And in in doing that, pushing his heel out, his leg goes forward. I mentioned this earlier. Do you agree with this? Because, you know – we're trying to. What are they going to be like? Well, you know, we went through this with Vegas and expansion team, and bam, here's Seattle. They just plop right in. They had five guys on a COVID list. Four of them ended up playing yesterday, so they tested negative the day of and flew in. But watching them, like, first of all, the unis are nice. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. No, but too. you're watching them, and I'm like, they're plenty fast. I'm mean, like. They look pretty big to me. Yep, there's a little physical nature just a, there, and I test yeah. kind of thing. And I'm so I'm watching the game, and then it dawns on me. Go back to what Vegas did the first year. It was a ridiculous thing. But it just all of a sudden made me, you know, I mean, 
though the rules that are in place for a team that paid, what they pay six fifty, Vegas paid five. I, I thought they paid seven. All right, I'll look at it. Yeah, but I mean, you're paying a lot of dough to get in. But if you're GM and Ron Francis, he goes and he, he selects these guys, and we can sit there and say, as Chuck Esposito said, there were name guys. Carey Price was there. Well, you know what? They say five or whatever, say four or five million dollars and get a guy who was a Vesna finals. They got the goalie. Yeah, they got two good goalies. Yeah, the goalies. So they got Grubau. Yeah. But I'm just talking about the players. Their defense were guys you've heard of. Go, that's a decent top four. And then the forwards, you're like, well, that's kind of a hodgepodge and a collection of guys. But these are guys that were in situations where they're on a third line on a really good team. And now they're going to get a chance to play on a second line or a first line like here. And their careers can kind of jettison forward. They were just the guy that scored the game winning yeah. goal last night, Stevenson for Vegas, was buried on the fourth in line, yeah. third and fourth line in, Ve- in Washington. Comes here, he's the number one center between Pacioretty and Stone. So it comes down to opportunity. But when you're cherry picking and selecting that, and we always gave George McPhee, McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon credit. And the one thing that no one ever talked about, but 14 of the guys on Vegas's roster in the first year were restricted or, uni- or unrestricted free agents. These guys were mercenaries. They were in contract years. They were playing for money. That strategy worked. These guys, you can then construct the team where I've got my size here, I've got my speed here, and when you're sitting there being the mad scientist creating this, I mean, the big picture is they'll likely do what we thought Vegas was going to do in the first year, and it didn't happen because they were exceptional. But at the trade deadline, they'll move some of these guys and accrue assets. But the fact is, out of the gate, in the division they're in, they're respectable. Yes, they are. But I do believe when you're constructing this like the mad scientist in the lab, building Frankenstein here, you can build it right with with the combination. They don't have to be named guys. It's this guy plays that way. This guy plays this way. That guy plays this way. And all of a sudden, the vision in Ron Francis' head on ice looked pretty good to me. I think they I think they have the right coach for that team, too, in Hackstall, who uh, was at North Dakota uh, coaching college and did really, really well there. And this kind of feels like a college team, like – they don't have all the talent in the world, but these guys will—they will go through. I, I watched their first game, their, their first preseason game, that uh, was against Vancouver. Vancouver got up on them two to nothing, real early first period. This team did not quit. They kept coming the whole game and won that game. Came back and won that game. And any time that I've watched them in the preseason and last night, they do not quit. They keep coming. It doesn't matter what the score is. Now some of that is that they are trying to prove to the team that let them go that you made a mistake. They're always going to have that fire. Um, I think in this division, they know that they can be a playoff team this year. Um, so I, they, they will not quit, Brian. They, they, I don't care what the score is in a given game with this team. They will keep coming. It's fun to watch them out there playing again. And then we get a bunch of games teams getting their seasons underway tonight. And I, you know, Cam Stewart, our good buds, is on with Gabe Marenzi on the network. You know, we're big hockey nut bars. 
and I, I would just say this to the folks out there from a betting perspective, there's so many ways to get after this that I think a general rule of thumb, you don't want to lay more than 25, 30 cents. There's just, you're nuts to do it. Yeah. I mean, you can do the puck line if you want, but laying lay a big favorite, it, it makes no sense. I know. So, I, yeah. so the games last night, all right, I just focused on the Vegas game, and I went against the grain because you got Fleur, or, uh, Grubauer and Leonard, right, two really good goaltenders with an expansion team. And the total's five and a half. And I'm like, well, I've been to a bunch of opening days at T-Mobile Arena. There's a buzz in that building and an energy, and there's no hate buildup yet. So played over one and a half in the first period and over five and a half for the game. Finals four, three. So both both bet hits. But and I, so what? I, I won two, uh, two bets. I'm not looking for a pat on the back. My point is I looked at the menu of games that were there. And said, here are some plus price opportunities. That's why the NHL is the best sport to bet. Because there's plus prices galore. And I actually was a fool. But because Pittsburgh was so undermanned, I didn't do what I normally do. And that's play the road team in a ceremony game. Hockey, the betting angles are second to none. History repeats itself. We've been yapping about Yogi Berra, deja vu all over again. Here we, <laughs> eighty-two game schedule, buddy. Here we go. Yeah. So, and then now you've talked about it with the other sports. You have correlated player props. So, if you have a big favorite that you like, maybe you know Colorado tonight. Instead of laying the number, you play McCarr to score a goal. You know, and you can get that at, at a plus price. So, you know, there are also options for you with individual players on a team that you think is going to play well that night, that you can get plus prices there as well, even if that team is a big favorite. So there's, a, there's so many options for you now uh, at, at the sport books. And, oh, and oh, by the way, the numbers, listen, odds makers are unbelievable. How tight numbers are in football, basketball, the total is 243 and a half. It comes down to the last shot, mm -hmm. you know, and the, Finals, it was 242 or 244, you know, make or miss. I, I just, honestly, hockey, the, the stuff falls through the cracks. Like tonight, there's an opening number that was out yesterday. Colorado's minus 240 against Chicago. How awful is that number? Uh, uh, that's right. Too, did it? Well, well, this is before McKinnon. Okay, right. Minus 240. I'm telling you, that's a number. Colorado won the President's Trophy last year. Chicago did this last year. That's what that number was. Yeah. They got Seth Jones, <laughs> Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah. Chicago had the best offseason of any team in the NHL, and that number that was hung was a number based on last year's standings. That's exactly what that number was. Yeah. The, no, I would have thought made it about $1.85, something like that. Yeah. It was $240, $250. McKinnon has COVID, it's not going to play. Now the number's down around $1.90. But that's with McKinnon out. Here, here's the other thing. Chicago, in that division, knows that they have a good team now and can make a run. They want to send a message to Colorado tonight. You're going to get Chicago's best effort here. I, I, I truly believe that they're going to play you know, with a lot of determination in this, in this game. I, I have no trouble playing Chicago here. I, I, I would consider that for sure, especially with McKinnon out. I would think... That game has track meat written all over it, doesn't it? I, I could see that. Yeah, I could see them getting up and down the ice. 
Yeah. But but you're right. I you know in in all sports, I I don't. I very rarely play favorites, and if I play favorites, it's small favorites. There are, there are just too many options. By the way, JP's producing today. We appreciate him doing this for us. If Bavona was in there, we, we, we'd be asking Chris because Ryan Reeves had the knee injury. Mm-hmm. I thought he was in a bad way. Mm-hmm. He's playing. <laughs> He's playing opening night. You got the Rangers at Washington tonight. That's How a- many minutes in, or is it the opening faceoff? I'm it, serious. It could be. Reeves and Wilson. And you know what? I think both of these guys, I don't know about embracing it. Eh. They know what but, they got to do. But you know what? Everybody's been talking about it. Just do it. Right. Drop the puck. Let them square off. You have at it. And you start playing hockey. But if that thing goes on and, and Wilson runs somebody or Reeves you know, runs Vinicek or whatever. Yeah. Now you lose control. But there's a code in the game. Ryan Reeves got acquired by the Rangers because Tom Wilson took liberties with the Rangers last year. And we know that you, you, you got to be watching that game tonight because I don't think it's going to take long. No, no, no. We know that Glant is is the kind of coach that'll say, "Yeah, let let's put those guys out there," at, you know, and before or as soon as the puck drops, uh, get it done with. But I would say both of these guys want to do it. Sure. Do it and get it over. Yeah. Yes. They know. They know. I mean, it's a tough way to make a look, but that's, they that's a lot their of role. Yep. Good stuff. Stevie's list looks semi decent. We have injuries. Coming your way next. A couple. A couple, a few. Yeah. More than one? Yeah, more than one. All right. Coming back with the injury report. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Don't go anywhere. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Steve Slapshot. Hour number two, Mark Lawrence, Playbook After the top of the hour, but Stevie takes us home in hour number one with the injury report. Start you with a college football injury, uh, Brian, for uh, LSU. The hits keep coming. Star cornerback Eli Ricks with a shoulder injury. He's going to have surgery. He's out for the season. Here or here so much, but right here. Yeah, right there. <laughs> the shoulder uh, in the NFL Indianapolis wide receiver T.Y. Hilton with a neck is back practicing Brian possible he plays this weekend I don't think so but possible he's back practicing oh, ow 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 oh. it sounds like a neck injury for Arizona tight end Max Williams and linebacker Ezekiel Turner both placed on IR, so they're going to miss at least the next three games. And a bunch of injuries for the Cleveland Browns, Brian. These guys will all be questionable now. Running back Nick Chubb with a calf. My leg, my leg, my leg, my leg, my leg, my leg! It is the leg. Uh, Jadavian Clowney with an elbow and a knee. Uh, defensive end Miles Garrett with a knee and an ankle. Sit down. I'm a victim of circumstance. Uh, who are you hitting? Oh, God. 
and running back Kareem Hunt with a wrist and a knee. Ah! Ah! What? I hurt my thing. Uh, for Kansas City, wide receiver Tyreek Hill has a has that quad injury that that we saw in uh, in the Sunday night was Sunday night's game, right? I got the. Excuse me, I'm sick. He's not practicing today. I think he plays, Brian, but we're gonna have to keep an eye on him the rest of the week. Here. Good stuff, Stevie. Mark Mullins, hour number two. Sincere thanks to JP for producing for us today. We invite you to be right here. A lot of good football talk coming your way next. It's hour number two. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius Channel 204, and all along the Sports Radio Network. Don't go anywhere.